Radio. Open wide, it's math time with Reductress. I'm Quan. And I'm Dakota. And we're just two girls who share what our heads are thinking by moving our mouths. <laughs> On today's episode, here's what we'll be mouthing about. We're sharing some of the super cool secrets of working in a scrappy startup. We're so scrappy and sexy. Plus, the five signs he's definitely going to treat you better than the last 35 women he's dated. And we have a rare conversation with our boss's boss, the biggest boss at our parent company's parent company, Joan Moan. Ooh, we're editors of Reductress, the only source for women's style, news, entertainment, life advice, inspiration, and sick fish who need a hug. Aw, it's a sick fish. Oh my gosh, so the office has been like really buzzy lately. Yeah, not just because of all the bees. We did have a problem with bees. They were making too much honey. They were too busy. Too busy. Too busy bees. We have this little section of our kitchen that's just devoted to like wildlife and all natural food stuff. You know, for when you're tired of the Trader Joe's vending machine. Exactly. Anyway, the office has been soups buzz because we just hired a new human coat rack and a pic went viral online, praise internet gods, and a lot of people started asking questions about our office and who works here, and, well, we feel really popular. The thing is, though, like, we're just a very scrappy little startup. Yeah, like, we're just a little baby startup. Yeah, like, like we're just scrappy. We're scrappy scraps. Like, we're not, like, your big companies who, like give their employees health insurance. Yeah. I mean, I think that there are like are a lot of misconceptions about Reductress, but honestly, we're just like small and like super motivated and again, can't stress this enough, like just like really scrappy. We aren't the type of startup who like has a kombucha tree. We just have a keg, you know? Right, exactly. Or like for example, like we only have live concerts in the office bi-monthly. Yeah. Some people have them quad monthly. Quad monthly. Yeah. Is- four times a month we can't afford that like we can only afford to bring bruce springsteen into the office to do a performance for the six people that work here twice twice yeah honestly like one thing that people assume is that like we have like a different work week than other people but we do have to work one thursday a month so i do like to tell people that so that they kind of know like we're just very scrappy right like a lot of companies have like you know, you work like big companies are like you work nine to five, but like you get a lot of vacation days. Right. Or, like, you know, if something you have sick days, like we have nothing like that. Like, because no. we're just a scrappy startup. It's basically like you don't have to come to work ever except one Thursday a month. You do have to work. Yeah, for sure. And that's because that's when the government comes to check in on us. Uh huh. We have a standing appointment. Mm-hmm. I also think another thing about the office that like is really important to remember is like we don't have any pens. We have no pens. No pens. No pens at all because nobody writes by hand anymore. Yeah. You and dictate to somebody what to what you want to say and they type it they tape it on a compute. Yeah, but I think for me, like, when I think of, like, startups with a lot of money and stuff like that, I just think of, like, these walls of, of pens. pens. Just, like, drawers and drawers, drawers of pens. Full of, those big file cabinets, I assume, are full of pens. Yeah, you open up the bathroom door and what comes out? Thousands of pens. It's like that person running for office in France. Le Pen. Le Pen. I assume she uses lots of pens. Mm-hmm. I just heard about her. What a pen slut. What a little pen slut. Anyway, I just wish that people would understand that we have to work really hard to do what we do like people who don't work at startups they just don't really understand the startup lifestyle you know exactly like okay like yes we do have a ping pong table in our office which is very like startup mm-hmm. but we don't use it for ping pong no we never would we use it as a table mm-hmm. 
it's a really cute table. It's such a cute table. It's green. It's incredibly green and smooth. Do you remember what it was like when we started working here? It yeah, was totally it was different. Cr- we didn't know where the light switches were. Yeah. And so we sat in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have one pen. Yeah. And we all had to share. We had to share. But we didn't use, really use it much because we still were using computers then. It was so bad. I remember like I couldn't, I couldn't find an outlet. Oh my gosh. And... It was so scary because I needed to plug in my compi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was so upset. I called the police. Yeah. And they came and they got so mad. Right. Because they were like, how can you work in conditions like this? Exactly. Well, they and they kept being like, is your mom here? Yeah. And I was uh-huh. like, I was years old. Yeah. How dare you? And then I, I found an outlet. And oh, I plugged yeah. in my compi and it was fine. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So we also want to tell everyone about our really exciting weekend. Oh my this gosh. This is so exciting. We don't always do work on the weekend because we usually don't even really do work on the weekdays. Right. Exactly. Like we barely ever work. But this weekend we were like, mm, bye. And what did we do? We, we went, went on a quest. quest. Okay. So a quest is like when you go and find something and that something is yourself. Hashtag peekaboo. Okay. So... This quest was crazy. We were like, where are we going to go? You know, like, right. and that was always, that's always like the big question. But we had plane tickets, so we just went where that was, you know? We just like went wherever. Yeah. It's like a lot of times a quest is like to find a grail mm-hmm. or like... Or, or like the grail within you. Right. Like this quest was all about getting on a plane, like cl- closing our eyes, buying plane tickets, not yeah. knowing where they were going. mm and then getting on the plane without paying attention. Yeah. Just totally tuning out. Just going somewhere where we didn't know. I mean, okay. So we arrived and wherever we were. Yeah. Um, and we got to this like huge building, right? And it's gorgeous. Like, you know, sometimes when you're on a quest, you're not sure like where we're going to end up. And like, that was the case for us for sure. But like, we just like ended up like, cause this card that we had booked ahead of time t- took us there to this like gorgeous, um, really, really tall building. Right. Exactly. Like, and we were like, what could this building be? Mm-hmm. Like, and then we walked inside of this building and we had appointments Yeah, and we were like, Hmm, I guess these appointments are part of our class. Yeah. We were like, Oh my gosh. And it's crazy because you don't always know what you're going to, ex- what to expect on a class. Right. Because it's your destiny. But like they gave us like these, I don't know how to describe it, like a robe. They gave us like these robes mm-hmm. and they brought us this quiet, tranquil room. And they were like, it was thank like you for scheduling this, this appointment. appointment. Yeah. It was very like typical of a quest mm-hmm. to be in like a wizard's robe. Yeah. Like in a tranquil temple. To be given like this like warm beaded thing to put around your neck just to help you relax on your quest. Right. Like they give you kind of like this kind of classic quest like libations, which mm-hmm. is like a cucumber water or like a lemon water yeah and eventually the cost ended up kind of being a bit of a disappointment because they brought us into this like very warm room yeah like a hot it, like the room, room was like hot it's like all brown it's made of wood yeah it was hot and they had us sit down and we were like in towels Mirror. there was another woman there and she was fully naked yeah and, and we were just like, like what yeah anyway so we got a refund yeah we were like bye. we were like I don't want to pay for this quest anymore. And then once again, we were like, bye. Bye. And then we went home. Yeah. Good quest. And that was the quest. And it was only later where I was like, 
Do you feel like you found yourself? And Quan was like, no. And then we were both like, no. And so at the end of the day, I guess it was kind of just like, And now it's time for the prettiest segment. The mouthwash. This is where we take a reductress headline, cut it up into small pieces, and feed it to our hungry sons. This week's headline is Five Signs He's Definitely Gonna Treat You Better Than the Last 35 Women He's Dated. Honestly, 35 when it comes to men is the magic number. Absolutely. I mean, you know what the old saying is you, you have, have to, to ruin 35, 35 girls before you find your wife. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just kind of an old wife's tale, you know? I'm Chab's first, and he can't even ruin a napkin because I don't let him because they're really nice napkins. Yeah, you only use really nice napkins. Sorry, Vish. Honestly, as my boyfriend's number 37, I think this is true because he treats me so good. But isn't number 36 his wife? He treats her so good too. Oh, proven. He treats us both really good. Honestly, I think this article is really about something we don't do enough of, which is believing men. I'm just going to come out and say it. I believe men. Wow. Yeah. Do you believe men? Yeah. I mean, like, ultimately, always. Like, I always evaluate it, but then I'm like, definitely. And here's why. Yeah. There are a lot of reasons why I believe men. Yeah. Number one, they're so cute. Oh, my God. Yes, they're so cute. How could I not believe a man when he's standing in front of me is so cute? Exactly. Like, when a woman says something, I'm like, mm, I have a million reasons to discredit her. I wish but I could. But when a man yeah. says something, I'm like, oh. Yeah, I'm like, oh, he cares. And yeah. that's what I love. I love when a man cares. I love when he cares. When he's just I, like, I didn't do it. I'm like, I, thank you for caring. I'm like, thank you. You care enough to talk to me. Yeah, totally. I also believe men because they have big jobs. Oh, my God. Literally, you put a man with a big job in front of me and I just melt. I know. I'm like, a man with a big job would never lie. No. Why would he? He has a big job. He never would. His job is so big. His job is too big to lie. His job is so big, he can't even see around it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so my God. So he couldn't have hit that woman on with his car on purpose. No, his job's too big. I love I love when men tell you something and, mm-hmm. and it, you just can't help but accept it because they said so you know that's so true sometimes they say so and you're just like they said so that's so true and sometimes they say that you're like well why and they're like because i said so and you're like oh good point good point yeah that's a really good point Mm -hmm. um also it's like for me it's not just that i like believe men it's that i also like believe women less Uh Mm -hmm. like it's not like i just believe everyone like i believe men always Mm -hmm. and i believe women sometimes Sometimes. yeah me too i guess it's just kind of like prove it you know when it comes to women it's just like prove it bitch yeah but when it comes to men it's just like thank you for trying yeah exactly i'm like this minimal effort is important the thing is is like and i hate when people tell me things about me but i just have to say it like men and women are different just like period they are different like men are taller like period and that's yes. just like one of the many many differences that they have men are stronger period men, are stronger, men have period. bigger jobs period yeah. men are richer period men have more hair period yeah exactly and it's just like okay with all of these things that we know about men and women like and about how like women care more about things and stuff like that they like have reasons to lie right. like with a man it's just like i believe you thank you right. for trying i believe you thank you thank you thank you yeah because women say so much all yeah. the time they're always talking so like that's a good impression of me yeah i think like a good impression of me is like dakota 
I am going to have to ask you to stop singing. Oh, sorry. I just love to sing songs. She's a songbird. And if you don't believe me, ask a man. And that was The The Mouthwash. Oh my god, I'm so excited for who we've got on the pod today. Yeah, this is huge. I'm really excited to talk to her and also she makes me nervous. Yeah, me too. She's our boss's boss, author of The Big Boss, A Guide to Being the Boss of Everyone, Even Other Bosses. Welcome to the pod, Joe Moan. Hello. Hi, thank you for being here. Yes. We literally tried to get you on our first epi like forever ago, but you have so many people that we have to go through. This is the earliest time you could be on. Yes, absolutely. And I still was very mad at my assistant for scheduling this today. Um, I really don't have time to be here, but I do appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. It's such an honor. Yeah, your assistant said that she was going to have to lie about what this was. Yes, and I have fired her. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But this is just what being a boss is about, and we'll get into that. Wow, we really will. In your book, you do say that being fired builds confidence in how um, good you are at being bad at your job. Right. Yes. And that that's important for a certain type of woman. That was the first time I really understood what the benefits of being fired. Exactly. Mm. I was like, I guess if you get fired from a lot of jobs, then you're like, hmm, I'm really good at being bad at jobs. Right. And here's the thing. Young women don't understand. Men are fired from every job they've ever had. And that is why they work their way up to the top. Right. You're not going to find a CEO who wasn't fired from his father's firm, his mother's firm, his uncle's firm until eventually deciding, you know what, if dad's not going to give me money. I'm going to have to make my own. Yeah. I love that. I have to take what I have of dad's money. Exactly. And start my own firm. Right. Some may even murder their father, which I highly encourage because women don't murder enough to get to the top in business. Right. Yeah. So you, you're like the biggest head of um, the parent company of our parent company. Mm. Your company is Unicontent. Our parent company is Millenni Conti. Yeah, Millenni Conti. It's Conti for millennials. Um, Do you ever get overwhelmed by just like how much all of these parent companies do? No, I don't. No, never. Do you ever get overwhelmed at all? Like what would make you overwhelmed? No, uh, to me, to be overwhelmed is an emotional experience. And that's not really something I can relate to. Um, And I think that anybody that tells you that they are overwhelmed is either a liar or not successful. Uh, and so that's what I would say. If you are feeling overwhelmed, it's probably not the right thing for you to be working. You yeah. know, yeah. Right. stress totally is not something relate. a working person should feel. Yeah. You said in your book that a woman should never, ever be emotional or show that she's emotional and also should not ever display interest in anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you did say that it's okay for a woman to show interest in golf. Yes. And this is what's very important because women say, where do I put all of that? Where do I put all of that? You know, I have emotions. They're building up. What do I do? And I say, what do men do? Right. Think like a man, be like a man, make money like a man, play golf. Yeah, I think that I like didn't really totally understand how important it was until 
uh, you really took the plunge a couple of years ago and put a golf club in a suit and married it. Yes. Yes. And this is what they say. They say, you know, behind every great man is a woman and behind every great woman is a golf course that she's married and made into a tangible human male. Yeah. And it's so important. Why do people say that? You know, I think people say that because it's true. You know, because they're exploring these sort of dichotomies we have, man, woman, woman, golf course. And I think it's incredibly important for a woman to know what she wants, uh, for a woman to make, physically build with contracts the man that she wants to marry. And I knew as soon as I saw the plans for that golf course that there was no one else I could love. That's so beautiful. beautiful. Love is real in 2017. Yes, if you build it. If you build it, you will come. Yes, if you build it. I'm a dirty little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) What's that word you just use? Come? Come. Right. Anyway, (laughs) um, so, okay, I have some questions about just like navigating love in the workplace. Like, what if a man is trying to have sex with you, but he's your boss? Oh, but he's also like Don Draper hot and you don't really like your job that much or care about it. Should you have sex with him? You know, it's an interesting question. I don't like that. It seems like you do like him. I would say only have sex with a man in that situation. If you can really remain detached. Uh, And if he does look like Don Draper, I would actually encourage women. The more attractive a man is, the less you should sleep with him. Mm. Right. Because sex is not about our pleasure. Right. It's about getting things for success. And I think someone like Don Draper, you know, he's not going to really give you a leg up because he's not going to be appreciative that you had sex with him. He's probably having sex with lots of people, possibly inanimate objects. So I would say only sleep with your old ugly boss who's really going to appreciate it. Oh, well, been there, done that. Check. So. <laughs> check and check. Check, um, please. <laughs> oh, my God. You say that all the time. I'm always like, check, please. Everywhere I go, I'm like, mm, check, please. When I'm asking, though, really, because people are always like, it's like you're at a restaurant. And really what I'm asking is, can you check on me, please? I think I'm sick. <laughs> I don't think I understand that saying. Um, check, please. Sometimes when I'm saying check, please, it's because I'm carrying around a to-do list, but I can't carry around a pen, too, because it's too heavy. And so I just need someone to check To off. check it off for you. Check, please. Pens are like, really heavy when you're as teeny tiny as you are. They're itsy. I'm itsy bitsy, and the pens are oh so big. And then, you know, what's kind of tricky about it is I like to put a lot of stuff on my to-do list. Wake up get dressed, have a breath. And so all the time, I'm just like, check, please, check, please. Check, please. Check, please. Check, please. please. Check, please. Because if you don't check off that you took your breath, you might breathe too many times. Exactly. Back to questions. (laughs) 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 Okay. So, so when you're a a lot of people don't know this, Mm. but when you're a company, Unicontent, Bob Reductress, uh, Reductress at the time was a political blog. Powerhouse. Powerhouse. Mm. And the first thing you did was tell us to make our content dumber, which honestly we loved. 
Where do you get inspiration for that idea? I'm so glad you asked because here's the thing. There's this push towards intellectualism in America that I think is just undeniable. You know, we have Donald Trump as president. Um, we have our schools doing unbelievably well. Uh, and so a lot of people believe that intelligence is sort of what you need to push towards making people think making millennials you know really dig deep into that politics but i think not only is that wrong it's wrong you know oh wow yeah. that way yeah exactly and so i think when i say dumb it down what i'm really saying is raise yourself up with money at the expense of dumber people that is so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I really liked how you put a sign in everyone's computer that said, don't dumb it down, dump it up. <laughs> dump it. Yeah, you were like, dump it up. And you know, that actually came from a college professor who really inspired me. Um, professor Dump, Dump, Dump It Up. And he taught this class where he said, my name's Professor Dump, and I want you guys to dump it up. Oh, it was like his catchphrase. That was like his catchphrase. Just yeah. like my catchphrase is check, please. Yes. And just Very like my similar. catchphrase is check, please. Yes. Yeah. I love that you guys have the same catchphrase. But well, it's very different. different things. Yeah. Right. Right. Don't get it twisted. So your book is incredibly amazing and incredibly scary. I, I only made it about 10 pages and then I just had to shut it and and go. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yes. I did the same thing. Yes. I've gotten that a lot. Apparently, the New York Times reviewer um, also didn't finish it, but gave me a good review. So yeah. that's exciting. That's yeah. great. What made you realize that, you know, you're you're more than just the companies you run. You also are a book. Right. Absolutely. I think what made me realize that was when the publishers gave me money. I think that's when I really said to myself, wow. I am a book, mm, you know? Yeah. And maybe I have been since they gave me money. And so I was really excited to write this book because, of course, uh, Sheryl Sandberg had her famous lean in. And I wanted to offer sort of a counterpoint to that that's like push them away. Yeah. You know? And I think that it's incredibly important for, like I said, women to never show any emotion, mm -hmm. um, to stop your period full stop. Oh. And I'm not talking through birth control. I'm talking through mental power. Um, it's really important that all young working women do that. Um, what a lot of women don't know is that women have the power to actually start a fire using only their hands. And it's a power that men have taken away from us. And I really encourage young women to use that power and to physically set things on fire that are not pleasing to them. You know that Japanese book that's going around about, you know, only keep things in your life if they bring you pleasure? Mm -hmm. Right. Spark joy. Exactly. The, ma the magical act of tidying up yes and like just you saying that didn't bring me joy so mm -hmm. i'm gonna get rid of you right now oh no <gasps> oh my do gosh I have to leave? no but in the future that's what i would do right wow yeah. it's your podcast so i'm not gonna overstep even though i am your boss and i will probably be firing one of you as soon as i leave wow wow so we have been in handcuffs the whole time as some sort of power move that I've been scared of mm. yeah yes and thank you for not bringing that up until now because I think it would have kind of ruined the podcast but I agree and I would never do anything to ruin this pod mm -hmm. we love this podcast it's our whole life yep we work on it 
our whole work days. Mm, and it makes me money. And I really enjoy that. Oh, yeah. This podcast is like the bread and butter for unit content. Yeah. And we don't like to like, you know, tell people that. Um, but I would say about 95% of our profits come from mouth time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, wow. That's amazing. That's I amazing. can't believe how many billions of dollars this podcast makes. Yeah. Just billions. It's amazing. Billions of dollars. Check, please. <laughs> well, I mean, no, that's not that that's, make sense. that's yeah. not how you use it, but <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to be young. Okay. So one thing in your book that like I thought was crazy was that in your book you say that you go to spin class every day before work and also at lunch and then also after work and mm. then again in the middle of the night. Yes. So what is it about spin that just appeals to you as a workout? Uh, spin, you know, I first discovered spin when I was actually in prison and it just I didn't totally, know you were in prison. Yes. That's yes. so cool. Yeah, it was. Wait, is that the same as jail? You know, it's slightly different because prison is more of a spa. It's more of a spa treatment. Um, mm. It's where the very wealthy go. Uh, you know, I was accused of a white collar crime, but prison actually ended up being a huge blessing for me because not only did I find spin, not only did I finally accept my rhyming name, Joan Moan, but I also found a lot of business connections, some really important ones. I actually became CEO in prison. Wow. It's called the prison to CEO pipeline. Wow. And it's really important. But spin class, getting back to that, for a while I was going 10 times a day and that was too much. Mm -hmm. You know, my friends were saying, Joan, it's too much. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how you knew right, it was too much. Right. Because my friends are just imaginary people. So if they're telling me it's too much, I mean. It's coming from somewhere inside. Exactly. Exactly. So I decided to just hold it to five times a day. And that works with my schedule. You know, I sleep 20 minutes a night on bad days when I'm feeling ill. You know, when I'm mm -hmm. really tired. You need to, like, really reset the system. Yes, exactly. And I will, you know, on vacations, I only spend four times a day because I'm not a psycho. You, know? <laughs> you gotta enjoy your vacation. Exactly. Check, please. Check, please. <laughs> about it. Um, and, you know, besides that, I just try and watch my carb intake. I eat about an apple and a half a day. And that's it. That's wow, all you that's eat. amazing. That's all I eat. Yeah. Sounds like a really good diet. It is. It is. And when men can tell you're hungry, they can really sense your power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's like why all those commercials for like starving children or whatever, I never give money because I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to give them more power. Right. Exactly. Like, they have all the power in the world. It's like they're going to take my job. I mean, exactly. I watch those commercials thinking, wow, kids. I really got to look out for the new generation. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, I totally look. I'm with you 100% check, please. <laughs> okay, so you've been in the workforce for longer than we've been alive, which is in years. Mm. What's your favorite memory of sexism in the workplace? Like something that just really like makes you smile. Yes. Like your favorite. Well, I have a lot. Yes. Um, to be honest, I've always enjoyed sexism in the workplace. You know, I think it keeps me on my toes. Yeah. There's a lot of women that complain about it. And it's like, you know, why are you complaining? Like you can vote, right? Yeah. I can? Yes, you can vote, my dear. Yeah, you can totally vote. Wow. You can I know, vote. Whenever... I'm going to need someone to hold the pencil for me, though. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's a button. Yeah. That won't do. 
Oh, yeah. I forgot that you don't like buttons. Sorry. You don't like buttons? They're mean. Mm, I, think I, I hate just how I have to, to use fire. both hands for all of them. Mm. Yeah, because all buttons are really big. They're right. big. And you got to go... Well, you can't see this because this is a podcast, but I'm using my face. You got to go... Bleh! And put your whole face on the button. On top of both of your hands. And if you can put your get- feet up there, get them up there. Get them up there, girl. Get, get them up, up there, there. girlfriend. Voting is basically dance dance revolution. Yeah. For you. For me, I just have to stand on my keyboard and it's it's a bit of a scramble. <laughs> you run up an interesting point, though, which is whenever people are like, sexism is alive and well, I'm like, but we can vote. Right. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, we can vote. We, we can, can marry vote. golf courses. We can step on the heads of other women to get to the top. What else do you want? When, yeah. And when people are like. I'm I want like women's rights or whatever or like I'm scared about like I hate losing women's rights. I'm like, what you think we're gonna lose the right to vote? I'm like, I eat an apple and a half a day. That's what a more rights do I need? Half, yeah, like, keep away. Exactly. Like, like check but please my I just favorite. hate it when people are just like, We're gonna lose our rights, we're gonna lose our rights and I'm like, see if I care, I'm left handed. Right. And it's like I've had <laughs> Like, you'll be fine if we all lose our rights. Like, if you lose your rights, it might be a big deal for you. But for me, me little lefty over here, I'm going to thrive. Wow. I've never thought about it that way. That's but that's so a really true. good point. I guess at the end of the day, I'm just incredibly smart. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Quite Congratulations. Thank you so much. Sorry. I just need to put my entire body on the keyboard and just type a little note to myself. <laughs> it's really impressive watching you do that. Check, please. Jack, please. Um, so just to go back to your question, my favorite instance of sexism, I would have to say, was... Um, oh, nope, that was where I was being sexist. Okay, well, so no, there's this, there was this other time... Um, so there was this guy... George and he would always clean our offices. So then one day, one day I pulled his. Pi- okay, I'm seeing that was actually sexism on my part once again. Um, huh. These are inspiring. Yes. So I guess I have never been, if I have been attacked in a sexist way. I guess it was before I was rich, and I don't really acknowledge that time of my life. Oh, yeah, that sounds terrible. It was terrible. That's like, we don't like to talk about what happened before we got rich with all this sweet, sweet podcast money. Yes. Um, Okay, well, then moving on. uh, This is like, I'm just like, how do you even talk to a man without seeming like a mean, cold bitch? Right, right. How do you even talk to a man? Well, I know with my husband, the golf course... It was hard at first. It is hard. Um, yeah. He didn't talk back. They're very quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say just accept being a bitch. You know, when you're talking to these men and they're not talking back and they're perhaps inanimate pieces of land that you've purchased. I would just say sometimes they're going to look at you and make you feel like a bitch. But then you have to remember that you have more money than them that they are not alive Mm. and that ultimately if he ever talks back to you you could shave him and have him assassinated i Uh, love that yeah you totally so important yeah oh my gosh well that's such an 
inspirational note to leave on. We were wondering if you would stick around and play a game with us. I would love to. Okay. This game is called Who Pubbed It? And in this game, we guess which publication under our parent company published a given article title. So, like, you know, we're going to ask you, like, what spokey of the umbrella is it from, so to speak. Okay. So, just to... um. And what's my company called again? Just testing Un- you. Unicontent. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, a reminder of, of some of the mags that you have under Unicontent. Right. I don't need a reminder, but I would, but go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So Gland, the right. men's mag. <laughs> uh, Melon, the black lifestyle mag. <laughs> Bizman. That's the mag for businessmen. Ripped, the workout mag. Prague stress. That's the pregnancy mag. Sex mom. Sorry. Sex mom. Mag for hot moms who still sex. <laughs> uh, that's a personal favorite of mine. Kid mom. That's the mag for moms who are like very kid focused. Um, weed head. That's the mag for weed heads. And then, you know, I've never actually read this one, but I've heard it's very popular sports reading. <laughs> And that's uh, if you want to read about sports. And then, of course, The Sludge, which is your conservative blog. And your New York elitist, which is the liberal journal. Mm. So, you know. <laughs> okay. Land, I love New York business. elitist, I have to say. Out of all of our magazines that I create, New York elitist has got to be my favorite. Yeah, I uh-huh. love it. really speaks to me Yes, a New York elitist. They had this cartoon in there the other day that was so funny. This guy was standing in front of a tree and the caption was wood. Oh, my God. That's smart. Yeah, it's that's so, like so layered. layered. It's just layered. It's very nuanced political commentary. Anyways, I like there was a cartoon a while back. They always think about that was just um, it was like this guy. Um, he was in a taxi and there was traffic oh and then God. the caption was only in New York. Because <laughs> only, I, I mean, mean... Only in New York. My favorite cartoons are probably in Kid Mom and there's one of um, moms on a playground. Well, moms are like waiting on the playground and the kids mm-hmm. are playing and then the caption is one mom saying the other mom, that one's mine. Oh my Love gosh. Because how do you know? Oh so good. Yeah. You Because know, once the kids are all jumbled, you don't know. How do you even know? Okay, so we're going to read you some headlines okay. and then you uh, will tell us which of those Maggie's uh, printed this one. Okay, okay, don't ever call them Maggie's again. I'm we, serious. In Millennia County, we always call them Maggie's. Okay, I'm going to need to talk to somebody about that. We write Thank the articles for the Maggie's on our compies with our whole handies. Check, okay. please. Or okay, I guess I do bodies. like that. <laughs> okay. Number one. Are women strong enough to attend conferences? Hmm. I would say that probably comes from what were the ones that, what were the uh let me see the list again of my own magazines that i create you're such a good boss thank you so much to me that sounds like it probably came from Weedhead. yeah mm-hmm. was that right is that right Weedheads are always wondering if women are strong enough to attend conferences right because yeah. they're like uh, am i can I go to this conference? And they Google it. And then Weed had made an article directly addressing that. Well, actually, what we heard was that the article was a Google that somebody, a woman Weed had was Googling. She thought she was Googling are women strong enough to attend conferences. Mm. 
but she accidentally published it. She wrote the article and published it. Mm-hmm, which is it for why us. there was no content. Yeah. And we gave her a huge raise because that was so, so viral. innovative on yeah. her part. Yes. Okay, here's another article title. Uh, this article is called Is Your Baby Born Yet? Right. So that's got to be for Sex Mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's like, can I fuck yet? Yeah, right? exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're like, as soon as your baby's born. That's when it becomes a okay. It becomes allowed again. Becomes allowed right before it's born. I think it's just while it's being born, you're not supposed to have sex, but I think you still can. Yeah, while the baby, you can technically have sex while you're having a baby. Yes, but it can only be from behind with the doctor who's delivering. Right, 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 right. Is what I've heard. I love rules. I love rules. Rules make things easy. Okay. Okay, uh, here's one. How to fuck her so that she worries for a sec that someone else is fucking her? Hmm, I have to say that probably comes from sports reading. It sounds very athletic. Ooh, unfortunately, mm. that one's from Pregstress. Oh. That's Pregstress. Okay, okay. And it was all about waiting until your woman is just out of her mind on hormones. Right. And then like, she's going to be like going crazy. She's yeah, gonna be she's like, just like, who's fucking me? Who's? But only for a second. Right, 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 right. Only for one second. I love how Pregstress, at least half of the magazine is for the man, you know, mm-hmm. because pregnancy is it's for both. It's for both. It's equally hard for both people. It truly is. Yeah. OK, here's here's the next one. Make more money with your money when you're not making money. Oh, I know this one. This has got to be from Bizman. Yeah. Yep. Correct. The oh. mag for businessmen. Oh my god. That's the mag for bizmans. You know, and I was so confused forever. I was like, "What is this magazine for?" You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, "Bizman." It just doesn't seem like anything anyone would want. It's truly for the man who self-identifies as a bizman. Right. Right. Um. Okay. Uh. This state just made pot free for everyone. It's gotta either be. Mag for for Weedhead mm-hmm. or New York Elitist. Or it could be the sludge and then you read it and it's like pot's bad. That's correct. That's it's the sludge. The sludge. Mm-hmm. It, they sludged it up on that they one. They sludged it up. Wow. Um what state is that, do you know? That made pot free for everybody. It's this state. It's, it's New this, York? No, this, no, this state, state just made pot free for everyone. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. This I got state. Everyone was like Huh? I was like, what state? But it's this state. This state. This state. I get you, it. Mm-hmm. You idiot. Okay. okay. How about this next one? NBA wives who love the NBA. Uh, okay. So this has got to be uh, gland. Yes. Yes. Gland. <gasps> gland. Oh, my Men goodness. like to know. Sports reading apparently passed on this article. Right. They said, no thanks. They wanted nothing to do with those MBA wives. Yeah. No thank you. No thank you. They're like, um, Steph Curry's wife needs to shut up and LeBron's wife hates her. Do you guys see that? Mm. There's a whole article that was called Shut Up, Steph Curry's Wife. I think it's nice how they don't use her by name. Yes. That she's Steph Curry's wife. I hope that I can be somebody's wife someday. That a that Anonymity is really important when you're a married woman. Exactly. I debated, do I change my name to Mrs. Joanne Huntington Country Club? But 
I decided I've been in business for so long and I've already changed my name three times. Mm. So you want to keep your brand. Joan Moan, right? Joan Moan is a wonderful name. Mm -hmm. It's the best name. Okay, here's a good one. This surgery could make your kids score higher on the SATs. Oh, I've got to get this. I mean, my kid is a moron. Um, This is a kid that you had with the golf course. You know, it's complicated. I actually had a kid about 85 years ago, and I don't like to talk about it a lot because working moms, people are so weird about it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I was, I was a teen, I was a teen mom at the age of 35, and it hasn't always been easy, um, but it has been doable. So, so my that kid kid's is getting about ready to take the SAT. Yes, my kid's getting about ready to take the SAT, and it is brutal, brutal. I mean, it's like he doesn't understand any of the cultural references at this point. So, anyways, I'm gonna have to get this surgery for him, and trust me, I have the money. <laughs> I do not think that I do not have the money <laughs> because I do. Um, but so let's see. This is probably gonna be from Sex Mom. Mm-hmm. Yep, oh correct. God. That was from Sex Mom. I gotta look into the sex. I mean, I am a sex mom. Yeah, Sex Mom has really good articles and also lots of really good pictures. <laughs> um, okay, here is a really good one. How Obama installed sinkholes in your community. Hmm. hmm. I'm thinking... This is either going to be New York elitist because sinkholes possibly have some sort of positive environmental effect... Or the sludge. It's actually both. It was a double feature. Mm. Mm -hmm. In the sludge, they were like, we're not sure about these sinkholes. And in New York Elitist, they were like, I think we like these sinkholes. They're like, we're dead sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're for sure we love it. We're for sure. We're for sure. Yeah. Okay. And here's the last one. Take your pregame to the next level without falling down the stairs. Hmm. Let's see. This has got to be... I'm going to say Milanin because we haven't guessed that one yet. The Black Lifestyle Mag. Yeah, I mean, you know, fun parties. Yeah, absolutely. They, they're they giving you advice about how to take your, your pre-game to the next level. Without pre-game is a slang I've never heard before, so I assume it's some sort of a street term. Nope. Nope, you're wrong. Nope. Oh. It's it just pretty... has to do with um, games and what you do before them. Games. Yeah, like before you play Monopoly. Also seems very urban to me, sort of like this, this idea of games. I don't understand. I always forget. That. I will tell you, I've never met a black person. I will be just completely honest. I never had even heard of them until this most recent election. Um, you did say that in your book. You said, I love my white bubble. Yes. That's and I would, just me and no one else. I love my liberal white bubble. And there's a lot of conservatives in it. And that's why I think it's not a bubble. Mm. Wow. Well, I'm going to be meditating on that for a long time. Forever, probably. Thank you so much for being on the show, Joan Moan. Thank you. Um, We just have one final segi, and it's called Spill It. And this is where we talk about the cool stuff we're going to be up to. Dakota, what's going on with you? Uh, Well, I have a really big week uh, coming up ahead of me. I will be visiting a nursing home and asking old people if they have regrets. Oh my god, that's amazing. What about you? Oh, um, I'm going to be taking a trip. So see you next fall. <laughs> Bye, bitch. Bye. See ya. Check, please. Right. Check, please. Did I do that right? Finally. Almost. Yeah. Almost. Right. There. Okay. What about you? Any plugs? 
Um, let's see. Me and my husband are going to be going to this newly discovered country off the coast of Europe, and that's really exciting. I can't tell you the name of it yet, but I will say that it rhymes with Boeotia. And, um, yes, it's actually Doatia is the name of the country. Um, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. To go to it's really, you'll never get to go, but trust okay. me, it's beautiful. And so I'm going to do that. Um, but after I get back to New York, uh, I'm probably going to go to a show that stands up against rape culture at Littlefield, mm. March 3rd, I think. Um, yeah, Littlefield, 8 p.m. I would go. Uh, I have no emotions towards anything, but um, my son is involved with this group. Uh, it's a wonderful. youth group for fellow high school students. Um, I love that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Tune in next week when we schedule a town hall and then we forget to show up. <laughs> <laughs>